The Winnipeg Jets preseason is actually closer than it seems. Obviously, the 29th of September is still a few weeks away, but you know what? Time flies when you're having fun, and you know what? The Jets season is going to be here before you know it. Obviously, there's a lot to think about as Winnipeg rolls into a fairly uncertain season. There are a lot of unknowns. There's some excitement, maybe some nerves, and quite a bit of uh, work for the Jets to kind of get through. So let's dive into what to expect ahead of preseason as the Jets prepare for what will hopefully be a long year. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, obviously, you know, the Winnipeg Jets have had kind of a, a weird offseason, right? There was a lot of action at the start, and then things have kind of tapered off and have generally been pretty quiet. Uh, Winnipeg made some extensions, made a couple of trades, you know, obviously the big one being the the, the Dubois trade. And then after that, it was kind of radio silence. Um, so, you know, not not a lot happening with the roster, generally speaking, but with preseason, right, there's a lot of questions for the Jets to answer. Some stuff that I think has an easy answer, I guess, and some stuff that I think is is maybe a little bit harder to discern, right? So let's start off with the new kids, right? I, I think this is probably one of the easier questions for Winnipeg to answer. You know, how are, are the new arrivals going to really slot in, especially as Winnipeg prepares for um what should be a pretty successful preseason run, right? We open preseason on the 29th with the game against the Ottawa Senators. Then, you know, we're taking on the Flames. Um, and after that, you know, it's it's yeah, it should be a pretty interesting start, right? You know, Calgary, Ottawa, you know, a bit of a, a Canadian tour, if you will. And then, of course, the Jets will open the season not too long after that. Um, and I, th I think this is like a good opportunity for the Jets to kind of get a sense of, of how – um, some of the lines might start to take shape, right? I think Winnipeg has kind of had issues penciling in players, right? I, I think this top nine this year is going to be very competitive. I think preseason will be an interesting time for the Jets to kind of figure out, you know, are these arrangements going to make sense? You know, uh, should you have Perfetti as your second line center? Would Nemesnikov make more sense there? Uh, or what about Velarde? Is Velarde ready to take on that role? Because Shifley, you know, if he sticks around for at least part of the season, he'll be stapled to the 1C role. And then, of course, you know, the Jets are also going to be taking on the Oilers in preseason. That's a team that plays very fast. Uh, and, and obviously Winnipeg doesn't, in, or at least in previous seasons, kind of lost the matchup battle, in part because the Oilers would just throw out McDavid. 
Now, with the top nine that's more balanced, it'll be interesting to see how that would go against a, a, an Edmonton team that is also deeper than it used to be. Um, so, you know, in terms of like prospects and whether or not I think those guys are really going to make the jump, I, I, I feel like we'll see Brad Lambert, you know, for a few games. I'd be curious to know if he gets his NHL debut after this, just because, uh, you know, preseason, this is kind of like testing the waters. And I feel like he's still not quite ready for NHL duty. But it would be nice if he could maybe put in a few games, maybe even earn a, a you know, a, de- a debut just because, you know, not only does he get his NHL debut, but he also gets a nice payday increase from, uh, you know, the adjustment between AHL wages and NHL wages. So there's a lot of considerations there. I think for guys like Velarde and Kupari and, um, you know, Ayafalo, I think they'll slot in pretty seamlessly. It's actually nice to think that the Jets legitimately have some pretty good options. I guess the sad part is that, you know, this is eventually going to go away once Shifley leaves. And look, I, I, I've, I've been hard on Shifley over the years because I know what he can do and what he's really capable of. But make no mistake, when he gets traded, it's going to be a huge loss for this team. And Winnipeg, despite having a really good top nine right now, probably won't have anyone to really replace him with. Um, as much as Nemesnikov, I think, has has filled in admirably, he's not really a guy that I think is going to be anchoring, you know, anyone's. Uh, true cup contender as far as like a top six role is concerned. So this is a really good chance for guys like Perfetti uh, to really stake their claim to maybe taking, you know, the second line center role. I still think Velarde there makes the most sense, but once the trade deadline rolls around and Shifley has gone, Velarde maybe gets bumped up to number one. Maybe you have Perfetti on line two, uh, Nemesnikov or, or Lowry, I guess it would probably be Lowry um, on line three. You have legitimate center options there. I just feel like in terms of an elite number one center, the Jets might still be missing that. But if they have like four really strong lines, right? Four lines of quality depth that can handle most matchups, that gives you a fighting chance. Now, finishing, you know, should be better this year. Um, Certainly last year was pretty dire. This year, I think the finishing should be pretty okay, right? You've got a lot more scoring depth. I think that this team, you know, post-Dubois, is looking deeper and, and more capable of, um, you know, putting the puck in the back of the net throughout the lineup. The fourth line might still struggle with that occasionally. It would be nice if guys like Harkins can maybe make the grade. I know that Jansen has not always put the, the full package together in his game, but I feel like, you know what, he's got a chance to stake his claim to a depth roll. Uh, every time he steps out, you know, he, he does have a nice shot. You've noticed that he's had a couple of really great goals. And if you pair him with skill, he seems to do pretty okay. So we'll see if he manages to carve out a role. Um, Obviously guys like Gustafson are still looking for their, their chance to really shine in terms of like the forward group. I feel like this is probably one of the more exciting units that we've had in some time. So we'll see how it pans out. I'd really like for preseason to be filled with lots of Jets goal scoring. I think that would be a welcome relief after last year where goal scoring kind of came at a bit of a premium. But, um, you know, for the defense, eh, it is what it is. I think we've just learned to accept it. But the forward grouping, the Jets have legit options, and I think you should probably be at least a little bit excited for that. Speaking of which, you know, are we excited for the season? I'll talk about why it might be, you know, a reasonably uh, exciting prospect, even with some of the uncertainty around guys like Hellebuck and Shifley, as we roll into the season in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Bird Dogs. 
Bird dogs are the only pants that make you feel uh, great and and also look great. I mean, these are great stretchy materials. They come with anti-sweat wicking fabric. Obviously, this is stuff that's really important for those of you who are active and like to head out with your friends. Maybe you like it in the greens, right? Obviously, a lot of you are out for golfing and you need something that's comfortable, that stretches and hugs you in just the right places. But also make sure that those crevices and cracks don't start to get hot, sweaty, and stinky. And that's why Bird Dogs is here to help. They fit way better than, you know, those regular stiff shorts. They've got a couple of different styles, you know, whether you're looking for some long pants, uh, something that's got a nice classic khaki look, maybe darker shades for uh, a night out on the town. No matter what you're looking for, Bird Dogs is great for any occasion. And, of course, they come in, like I said, multiple styles. And they fit you slimmer, so you look good in them, too. Bird Dogs also has a couple of really awesome offers. Uh, the biggest one that you're going to want to take advantage of right now is a free water bottle. To get in on the action, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, or thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are back talking about preseason, and, you know, as we, you know, have, have briefly discussed preseason, I suppose the other natural transition point is the regular season itself. Are you excited? I'm going to be honest, right? You know, for, for all of the stuff that I've said, you know, I've had uncertainties and concerns about, I'm still kind of looking forward to this year, uh, not because I feel like this is going to be a smash hit season. I think a lot of my excitement kind of stems from, you know, being excited for the additions of Lardy, Ayafalo, Kupari, a uh, bit of a change in scenery for these guys. And I'm, you know, I've always been a big fan of Lardy. I would say I... Uh, had a, a small part of my brain where when I heard that Dubois and Velarde might be exchanged for one another, I legit got excited. Uh, I, for me, you know, that trade might actually look better for the Jets in retrospect as we see what Velarde is capable of. Uh, you know, Dubois is going to be great in L.A., make no mistake, but Velarde might be a lot closer to what the Jets need and might even be uh, at Dubois' level, you know, in, in, in due time, as long as he stays healthy. I guess that's one of the big uh, things that people worry about with him. But all I can say is I'm excited to see him lace up for the Jets sooner rather than later. Um, you know, another guy that I'm really keeping an eye out for is Perfetti. You know, this would be a great year for him to stay healthy, have as close to a full year as possible. I'm not asking for like perfect health, right? And, you know, most guys are going to miss some games. Um, but Perfetti really felt like he was starting to roll. Uh, and I felt like he was really starting to grow his game last season before he had that, you know, half a year out thanks to what was it like a shoulder injury or something? Uh, I don't even remember what specifically it was, but that surgery and stuff, it was just really unfortunate because it felt like it could have been a year for him to uh, take that next step. He was already starting, um, he was already starting to look like he was really getting comfortable at the NHL level. Uh, you know, he had a case at one point as a Calder runner up and it just, it kind of got derailed. So it'd be nice if he has a full year. I really want to see what he looks like as a center. That for me is something that I want to see in preseason, and hopefully he does well enough to where we even see it in the regular season. We know Velarde can play out wide, so that's not really a concern. Profetti can too, but I feel like the way Profetti plays the game, the way that his mind processes the ice, and how he actually approaches his particular um, 
defensive responsibilities, his distribution, all that stuff, you, you just see a natural center in him. Uh, he's played that position before. I think it more favors his lack of foot speed. I just feel like there are so many factors that make him what look, you know, what, what could be like a really elite center for the Jets uh, and somebody who hopefully has a full year. He's a tough kid. He's, you know, kind of gotten quite a bit of physical abuse over the past year or so that he's uh, really made his impact. And so all I can say is I'm excited for the Perfetti train. I hope that he really takes off this year. I'm also reasonably excited to see how the Jets handle Shifley and Hellebuck. I know that it's kind of strange to say that, but given how the Dubois trade went, maybe Winnipeg is going to do okay in both of these deals. With Hellebuck, I'm not really expecting a lot just because, you know, goalies don't tend to fetch a lot. Maybe the Jets really get lucky and, you know, swapping a Vesna winner, uh, you know, gets you some decent assets. But the main trade I'm looking at is Shifley. Now, I know it's not going to lead to guys that are likely to help the Jets right now. But you know what? It is what it is. Uh, if Winnipeg kind of brings in some prospect talent, some, you know, players who might legitimately become NHLers here in the near future, that's fine with me. I don't know that it's going to be a huge package and I wouldn't expect a ton of players here. Uh, you know, you're, you're probably looking at a roster guy, maybe a prospect or two and some sort of a pick, uh, whether the Jets can fish out of first eye, I don't quite know. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because if the Jets kind of forego pick quality, would they look at more established prospects, guys who might be closer to making the jump? I know that's something the Jets have stressed over and over again is players who aren't really that far off. I think the Jets are, are trying to turn this ship around really quickly. Debatable if that's the right move, but if that is their, you know, that are, that's their approach and they're trying for it, uh, as long as they're consistent and as long as they get good value, I'm not really going to complain. Obviously, the vision of the team for me is still kind of a mystery, uh, but, you know, from the information that we have and what we've seen them do so far, at least they're consistent in their approach. Uh, you can argue whether that consistency is a good kind or a bad kind. I, I have yet to decide there. But um, all in all, right, I guess for me, I'm still looking forward to the year. I mean, we haven't it felt, it's, it's felt like we haven't had Jets hockey uh, in forever, even though they did have a playoff round. It just it feels like it's been like a year and it's only been a few months. But it'll be nice to see the Jets back. Um, also supposedly there have been some photos suggesting that heritage Jersey might become Winnipeg's full-time home Jersey. So get excited for that. If it is, I could, you know, watch the jets suck it up for like 10 games straight, but if they wear that Jersey for most of that stretch, I'm okay with it. That Jersey covers a lot of bad hockey, but at least we'll uh, get to see some, some quality wins in that set. I hope that it is the new home Jersey. It would be really nice if it was. But of course, before the Jets even get into the regular season, they still have some work to do with uh, preseason because some of that stuff and some of that preparatory work is going to have a big impact on how Winnipeg's full 82-game slate functions. So we'll talk about a couple of big storylines that I'm keeping an eye on that are more than just the players in just a moment. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for joining us on these closing thoughts in tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Obviously, you know, the regular season is, is not too far off, but the preseason is going to hit before you know it, just a few weeks away. And I, I think I have a couple of big storylines, right? Aside from the players that I've talked about, you know, guys like Perfetti, Velarde, all that stuff. One of the big storylines I want to see some, some movement on is the power play. 
this was a huge sore spot, and it's been a sore spot for not just last year, but multiple seasons running. Uh, look, the special teams for the Jets are kind of a weird thing. The PK was actually very decent last year. The power play, though, whew, uh, dog crap is how I would describe it. I, frankly, unacceptable. And I, I, I don't really call a lot of things in such crass and, and full-on terms, but that power play was so freaking bad to watch, uh, especially for a team that has some legitimate scoring talent that it can load on the first unit. The puck movement, the player movement, the positioning, it just didn't work. And so the Jets tried to do a lot of like point tips and stuff. And I'm, I don't, I don't mind tips through screens. Those are fine. You know, make use of those, uh, especially when you can catch a goalie off guard, but you know, keying it to Kyle Connor every single time making, you know, short predictable passes that don't really get the goalie moving. Keepers were, were cheating towards Connor. They knew where the pass was going. They knew what shot was going to be taken it just felt like a power play that just wasn't powerful or threatening at all. And then, of course, Ehlers not being on the first unit, uh, not even worth talking about. You know how I feel about that. But hopefully, you know, hope springs eternal. This is a new season. This is a chance for the Jets to hopefully have spent some time on it to have addressed it. Now, I don't know that it's really going to be a, a massive improvement this year. But just on the virtue of the talent alone that Winnipeg has added, I feel like the power play should see at least a bit of a tick uh, tick upwards, right? I mean, it can't be as bad as it was last year. The finishing talent for the Jets um, in the previous season was not great, but this year they're going to have more shooters. And I think that should at least, well, <laughs> I want to say it's going to help the situation, but I can't guarantee it. Let's just hope it does. I would also be curious to know, you know, for, for storylines, if Hellebuck leaves, right, who's going to be in net for the Jets? Bersois, I assume, becomes the starter by default. But, you know, the backup role then is a bit of a revolving door. Well, you know, is, is Salmanen going to be ready for the role? I'm, you know, I don't really know who else could honestly make the jump. Diva Centis and Milich are probably still, you know, far away, relatively speaking. So, you know, Winnipeg's goaltending uh, tandem and, and, and depth charts, I mean, Brassois and Delia might be the guys. And I can't say that that necessarily fills me with a lot of confidence. Uh, that is one position where I think long-term the Jets are probably hoping to be set with DiVicentis and Milic, but I still feel like Winnipeg is going to have to, at some point, find another goalie who's kind of more in like the prime age. I don't know that they have the luxury of waiting for a young goalie to develop. Uh, Milic, DiVicentis, either of these guys could take, you know, three, four seasons. Uh, DiVicentis, even if he is maybe a bit closer, it's still a lot to ask. Um, you don't see many young goalies breaking into the NHL and immediately being successful. I'd hope uh, Dominic would be one of those exceptions where he maybe does like, I don't know, uh, gosh, how many young goalies have really succeeded? Like Ottinger, but he was like a bonafide superstar stud prospect. Um, you know, you could argue Saros had some good early runs, Carter Hart before things kind of flamed out. I mean, you see it happen. It's not like it's impossible. It's just the odds aren't great. So I'd be curious to know if if when, you know, uh, the Hellebuck trade goes through, do the Jets bring a goalie of some sort back, either just for cap balancing uh, for the other team or because they legit need somebody who can eat starts? Hopefully they get someone halfway decent because uh, goaltending for the team, you know, other than Hellebuck hasn't been particularly great throughout this uh, iteration of the franchise, but you know, with Hallibut gone, it asks a lot of questions.
One final question that I also have for the Jets is how Bones is going to coach this year. Will he be aggressive? Will he uh, really go for it? I want to see what he does in preseason because last year he started off very aggressive. The blue line activated. There was a lot more pressure from both the forwards and the defense, and it created some really good matchup problems for opponents. But this year, I wonder if in preseason we're going to see that again or if you know the second half of last year where Bones was a lot more conservative if that's kind of what we see starting this year off. I'd like for him to go back to what made this team successful in that early stretch, putting pressure on opponents, being aggressive, closing off space. You know, you can't always take risks. You have to be smart and calculated with them. But I do think the Jets now have the forward depth to where they can maybe get a little bit chancier, right? Take a few more gambles, see what you can do. This team should have enough talent to be pretty fun to watch and make life kind of heckish, you know, or, or, uh, Make life heck for opponents, right? I think this team, you know, may not be a cup contender necessarily, but in terms of being a at least a playoff appearance kind of team, yeah, we got that probably stashed away in the bag. So let's hope for a good year. Let me know your thoughts on what you think of this upcoming season. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Do you not even care? Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias, NHL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. But for tonight's show, thank you so much for listening. That is all the time that we have. We will see you back here tomorrow with more Jets offseason coverage. We might even start our, uh, I guess, regular season previews for what we're expecting for each of Winnipeg's uh, star and maybe even not-so-star players. But like I said for tonight's episode, that's all the time that we have. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.